Hey guys, it's Ashley back with another episode of Rabbit Ears, and it's a new year, I'm in a new house, and I've got a new guest, Miss Emily Higgins from the Tasteless Podcast. What up, Emily? Hey, new house looking good. I love your art. This is an audio medium, but I'm into it. Wayne also liked it, but he couldn't see it because I'm in a new place, so I've got it actually a lot of it displayed behind me, so it's a good background. And it makes me happy. And then I've got a whole lot in front of me that you can't see. I was describing to Emily all my TV memorabilia that I have. I took my Joshua Jackson down to show her because we were talking about Dawson's Creek. Dan actually gave me shit. He's like, I didn't know you actually had that. That's so, it's literally like cut out of a Tiger Beat magazine or something. There's nothing special about it other than I just heart him. And he's yeah. like, I will never understand. That's I had picture I had a picture of uh, Spike from Buffy that was just printed on a printer that I just thumbtacked to the wall like it was it was set there was like extra space around it like but I just it's wanted just, it. Yes, I want it. I had uh, when I was a kid, I had a giant Mark Paul Gosler poster from when he was saved by the bell and it was just him shirtless with a leather jacket <laughs> leaning up against a brick wall. I can't believe, like, I I imagine now as an adult what my dad must have thought. Like, what the fuck? It's like, I love him. I give him a kiss before I go to bed every night. Shirtless with a jacket is a look. <laughs> it was definitely a choice. Oh, my God. But we are not here to talk about Mark Paul Gosler, although we will be, because today we're talking about 2011's Happy Endings, which I don't think enough people are aware of, Joe. No, I mean, but people who watched it loved it, but not most people did not watch it. Yeah, it was something. When did I? I think I got into it because I was reading like five years ago, some of the like best unseen or no, it was some of the best TV shows that are on streaming that you don't know about and Happy Endings was on there. So then I started watching it then. Yeah, but yeah it's awesome. So before I freaking jump the shark, there is something that I teased off air that is like the biggest indicator of fate occurring. So anybody who listens to my show knows that I adore and love the channel Bravo and all of the TV offerings they have. Any of your people know that you love Sandra Bullock. Do you know what happened to start right at the time we started recording today? A Sandra Bullock marathon on Bravo. Oh my God. Started at one o'clock. I was like, stop it. Oh it's my fucking God. ridiculous. I'll have to watch after this. So they're airing. I don't know why I looked at the thing. They have Miss Congeniality 2 playing first and then Miss Congeniality and then Speed and then back to back airings of the proposal. What a strange <laughs> programming. Isn't it? Like, why would you do the second Miss Congeniality first? Because they're like, OK, we play that. Then people turn on that. They figure out they're like, oh, we're halfway through this one. I'll stick around for the first one. I guess. But then like spoilers. Not really. I will say Miss Congeniality 2 is an incredible film. <laughs> Dolly Parton is in it. That's true. Regina King. Great movie. Oh, Excellent. So anybody who wants to hear Emily and I talk about Sandra Bullock, there was there what was there was an episode of two peas that she and I guested on where we listed our top five Sandra or if you're Gerald Sandra Bullock films. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that let me get out all my all my Sandy feelings. Oh, I love it. OK, well, Emily, tell me about some of the TV shows that are near and dear to your heart since people are you're new to this podcast. That's yes. what I was going to say. Uh, Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, for sure. I loved your episode on that. 
Um, oh god, the sound mix was so bad on that one. I'm I so sorry. Ever, I can never tell. Like people say that, and I'm like, I don't know. Does that mean my podcast sound mix is bad? Because I'm like, it no. sounds great. I can't no. tell. Okay, so for me, I when I because I re-listened to that one recently. Chris's audio is like way quieter than me and Paul. So it was just like, what the fuck? I mean, that's the thing, though, is like at this point when everything's remote, if one person is different, I'm just like, that's the like, that's the game. Like, I'm not it doesn't distract me. I'm just like, this is where we're at in life. Well, thank you. Also, some people might not know I have now confirmed by doctors a hearing impairment. So like my right ear, I only heard like one beep when they did the little test. So it's not great. But that's my excuse for my that's sound being bad. Right? I mean, what I so I, I started watching I was against Buffy for several years because I was such a fan of Charmed and I thought that Buffy was getting all the glory. Like when I would go to like this like I don't know, like Target or like a comic book store or whatever, there'd be all this Buffy stuff and one charmed thing. And I'd be like, I don't get it. This isn't right. And then I finally, and I love Charmed with all my heart, but then I finally watched Buffy and I was like, oh, right. Okay. I love Got Buffy. It. I still so love good. Buffy so much. I'll always love it. I mean, and then Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the mm-hmm. original. Um, I loved Aunt Hilda so much. And there's the episode where she has to choose if she's going to live with Aunt Hilda and Aunt Zelda. And that haunted me because I was like, what if I had to choose which parent to live with? Oh, my God. I already knew my choice, but I'm not going to put that on air. (laughs) I feel like I might, too. But I still was like, I don't want to make that decision. No, that's a terrible decision. Because Aunt Zelda had all the rules. And then Aunt Hilda was like, fun, but maybe stuff isn't going to get done. And I was like, that would be my parents. Like, that would be what I was choosing between. And I need structure, but I also want fun. Yeah, you need a balance. You can't have all of one or the other and be happy. It just doesn't work like that, man. Life's about compromise. (laughs) And then I was thinking about, like, weird shows I watch that I love. Did you watch So Weird or Eerie Indiana? Yes, Okay, I was thinking about those because I was like, God, I loved those. And they were so strange. Those like offbeat Nickelodeon shows. Yeah, when they used to have like fun, like Lizzie McGuire and like just fun stuff. Dude, I was into Are You Afraid of the Dark? But like I was youngish when that came out. So I would get nightmares after certain episodes. There's an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark where people don't have eyes and I still think about it. Like, (laughs) instead of eyes, it's just skin. And I was so upset. I bet if I went back and looked, it would be less scary. Like, there was an episode of Charmed where little, um, like, were they trolls or goblins? Like, little things, little leprechauns or something, trolls would attack them. I was so scared of a little thing attacking me. Oh, my God. So speaking of irrational fears, there's a movie called Little Monsters with Howie Mandel and Fred Savage gave me nightmares. And like, I think we had somebody come speak at our school. I don't remember what the fucking speaker was supposed to speak about, but it came up that like one of the like superstitions is if you put your shoes heel to heel at the like foot of your bed or like beyond all the openings under your bed, it will keep monsters from coming to get you. So for like a year, I would take all my shoes and like put them heel to heel around like the base of my bed so that monsters couldn't come out and get me. I mean, that's a solid plan. Right. Just, like, if you stay, if you keep your feet under the blanket, they can't get you. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Freddy Krueger freaked me out for a long time. I wouldn't put my feet all the way at the end of the bed. I'd like sleep like with my knees to my chin because I was scared they're going to pull me under. You're going to get snatched. I was so scared of getting snatched. 
I used to be weird. Like, I remember as a kid, I got a aluminum, like, baseball bat at a garage sale or something, and I kept it by my bed. And I was like, who am I fighting off? Like, why? Now I live by myself, and um, and someone could come get me, and I don't do that. But when I was a kid, I was like, I got to protect myself. Oh, my God. I made my sister a Harley Quinn costume, like, four or five years ago and, like, decorated the bat and everything. I swear to God, we just moved into their old house. But when I was helping them move out, she still has that bat by the side of her bed along with, like, I guess it was an air gun or, like, a BB gun that looked like a handgun. I was like, bitch, what do you think is going to happen out here? She's prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it may be, she's ready for it. Whatever is happening. We've already gotten off on a tangent. Is there any other TV shows that you would like to share love for? That I love. I mean, we don't trust the bee in Apartment Twenty Three. This show, Better Off Ted. Yes. Uh, Wonderfalls, Dead Like Me, Pushing Daisies, all the yes. Brian Fuller stuff. Fuck yes. Oh my god, so I didn't know good. anybody else knew Dead Like Me or Better Off Ted. Both so good. I I remember I met the girl in Dead Like Me at a convention, and she was telling us where something was, and she the only thing there to write on was a post it. And I and they're like post its factor and and I remember she really hesitated before writing on it. Yeah, and she was like, uh, and then wrote it down, and we were like, oh, that was so weird. That's fucking amazing. I love, I love that. I haven't watched a new show in ages though because I'm just like I'm full up. I get that. So I. Well, mainly, well, no, I watch a lot of new shows, but I started a new show for next month's podcast. So next month I'm going to have Liz frequent guest slash co-host on, um, oh my God, Sam Hurley show. Now I can't think of it. 20 cues. <laughs> yeah. So she's coming on. We're going to talk about Veronica Mars. So I'm watching that for the first time. The first time. Oh the my first God. Time. That's, that was appointment TV for me. And I would watch it with my dad. So every week we oh. would sit down and watch it together. So when the new season came out on hulu i'm in california and he's in georgia we like talked on the phone while watching it like we we watched it virtually because we're like we have to we watched it all together we have to yeah my god i just i blanked i always get so nervous it was sam's fucking podcast is movie reviews and 20 cues i'm such a dumb fuck yes (laughs) so liz from that show She's also going to be coming up with her own TV podcast, which is why I tapped her. I'm like, we both love TV so much. Come be on my show. That's going to be a great episode. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm really excited, too. I'm I'm almost through season one. I'm not going to share too much, but I'm very invested. It's great. Yeah, I'm into it. So, all right. Um, Let's go ahead, because I'm excited to talk about happy endings. Let's go ahead and yes. talk about the shit that was happening in 2011. And then we'll get into the show. So the other TV shows that premiered that year. First off, uh, Once Upon a Time, which we were just talking about. I put that on there because the first few seasons of that show were fucking awesome. So good. Lana Perea is the evil queen. So good. I love her. And I just wanted to be Jennifer Morrison so bad. She was such a badass and she had the best leather jacket. Her arms. So beefy. She's like, she would fuck you up. Yeah. I loved her and I loved the whole like getting to see the fairy tale version and they kind of like elaborated or took some liberties with the different stories, but in an interesting way. I just liked it. It was great. Um, Workaholics, I really liked. And those guys who created Workaholics have a podcast that if nobody's listening to, I highly recommend y'all check out. It's called This Is Important and it's fucking hilarious. Oh, good. Good to know. Right. 
Um, also, New Girl, which I love, and Shameless came out that year. The movies, we had Crazy Stupid Love, The Dueling, Friends with Benefits, and No Strings Attached, <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, and Horrible Bosses. I, which did you like better, No Strings Attached or Friends with Benefits? Friends with Benefits, because Myla Kunis. I choose Myla yes. over Mila, Myla over Natalie Portman. I'm sorry. I just felt like that movie was so much more fun. I don't know. Like, the chemistry was more believable. The writing was better. Maybe it was because I saw it first. I just like that right. one better, too. I don't love Joseph Timberlake as an actor, although Bad Teacher is one of my favorite all-time movies. But him and Milo were just such a good fit. They were really, yeah, they, they were, there's Dan. I knew he was I knew the fucking, he decided for those at home to take a trip to the grocery store 10 minutes before we started recording, knowing that I don't have a door to this room, knowing the dogs would flip shit. And so that's what has now happened. Uh, Bad Teacher also came out in 2011, which is Oh, the, yes, God. What? Are you interrupting me? I heard you talking shit. I am talking shit. <laughs> Motherfucker, come at me. The music from that year, this is definitely around the time I stopped listening to modern slash current music, but I am familiar with these songs. So it was Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO, s and oh by Rihanna, Born This Way by Lady Gaga, and Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. I'm sorry, those are all such bad songs. Except what for s and Agreed. Yeah. Wow. Weird timing thing that I read. 2011 2012 uh i guess there, there was a joke in an episode about bin laden oh yeah and then america captured or killed bin laden and they had to mute the joke when the episode aired because it was like oh, yeah. an end tag and i was like oh my god the time like that because i was thinking about how you talk about like the time and place that these shows take took place and i was like wow that really like puts it at a time point right Especially because it happened, like, before they actually captured him. I was like, did they speak that into existence? Right. They made that happen. Um, other weird shit from that year. Anne Hathaway and James Franco co-hosted <gasps> the Oscars. And we still haven't forgiven her, and it's not right. It's not her fault that happened. I am funny about Anne Hathaway. Like, I like her in the movies that I like her, and I really like her, but then... New shit. Like, I did not t buy her as Catwoman at all. I liked her as a Catwoman. She's not the definitive Catwoman. But for the Nolan thing, I was like, look, she's fun. It's fine. It's not her movie. She's like an extra piece, whatever. But I totally get I mean, look, no one's going to beat Michelle Pfeiffer. No, it's impossible. Well, it's improbable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anthony Weiner scandal was that year. <laughs> and then fun bit of trivia well, fun being a loose term for this. Uh, a third of all divorce filings from 2011 contained the word Facebook. Was uh, Facebook new? Facebook was like 2004-ish, if I'm not mistaken. So everyone had had it long enough to do bad stuff on there? Yeah, definitely. Because there's even <laughs> a joke on Happy Endings, like where the spring smackdown's about to happen because Brad's like ex-girlfriend sent him a message on Facebook or whatever. So, yes, definitely long enough for bad shit to be happening. And the ironic portion of this comes to where I mentioned the celebrity breakups, and we've already talked about a decent number of people on this list. Well, a few. Ooh. So Ashton and Demi broke up. Oh. Mark Anthony and J-Lo broke up. Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel broke up, for now. 
Uh, <laughs> Macaulay Culkin and Mila Kunis broke up. I guess leaving room for Ashton and Mila to get together years later. And then also Jude Law and Sienna Miller and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver called it quits that year. Wait, Arnold and Maria were that long ago? Yeah, dude. A decade ago. Oh, my God. Isn't that nuts? Yes. That's the most shocking to me. Although I always <laughs> loved Mila and Macaulay because I was like, you know what? He deserves this. He deserves right? to have her. Like, I, I was freaking, like, that's good for him. I still love Macaulay Culkin. Like, I've been trying to get Dan to watch Saved. And then especially since I just listened to your episode about it, I'm like, yes, Saved is fucking great. I need him to watch this. To see a different side of Macaulay. Well, so he is a, like, regular guest or whatever on um, Red Letter Media. They do, like, best of the worst videos. And so they'll randomly have Macaulay Culkin come on and, like, do a whole, like, episode. It's fucking funny. He's, He's great. Fun. I love him. He has that pizza band. He has a pizza band? He has a band that, like, only sings about pizza or something like that. I don't have all my facts, but it's, like, something like that. That feels like something that the hipster Penny dated would be into. Like, yeah, I'm going to just sing songs all about pizza. That hipster episode was so good. It was. Okay, so let's just even... I'm going to give the brief on happy endings, and then we can just go fucking ham. Um, All right. Happy Endings aired from 2011 to 2013 with three seasons and 58 episodes. They also did a 2020 reunion type thing this year, which I tried to watch and was not feeling. It was not good. It aired on ABC. It was rated a 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb, produced by Sony TV and created by David Caspi. It's a Chicago-based sitcom that follows the intertwined lives of six urbanites trying to learn the ropes of adulthood through breakups and whatever other curveballs life throws them that pals stick together. It stars <laughs> it stars Eliza Coop, Alicia Cuthbert, Zachary Knighton, Adam Pally, Damon Wayans Jr., and Casey Wilson. And then other notable things, uh, the Russo brothers directed a few episodes and are also executive producers. And then Jonathan Groff, who was the former showrunner for Scrubs, is also an EP. Emily, what the hell do you love about Happy Endings? Not the TV show. Yes. (laughs) It's upon a rewatch. Like, I remembered loving it and I was rewatching it. And I was like, the really, the incredible thing, number one, the, the actors for the most part, there are a couple I don't like. Same. But... Casey Wilson is so brilliant, um, so funny. And by the way, do you listen to her Bravo Housewives podcast, Bitch Sesh? No, that's her. Okay. It's her and then Danielle Schneider, who was in a Happy Endings episode as, I believe, the the swinging couple that wants to have sex with Brad and <gasps> yeah, Jane. Yeah, yeah, So they host Bitch Sesh and talk about the Housewives, So, which I started listening to only because it was Casey Wilson, Penny from Happy Endings. And then because I listened to it, I had to start watching the Housewives, and now I'm hooked. So that's all because of Happy Endings. Okay, so real quick, which Housewives do you watch? I watch Beverly Hills, I watch New York, and now I watch Salt Lake City. Okay. What have you watched? How much of each of those three of you watched like from beginning to end or just like the current shit i watched like the last three or four of beverly hills i watched kelly Bensimon's season of new york <laughs> and then the last three or four and then there's only one season of salt lake and every week it's appointment tv oh my god i just watched this week's salt lake this morning 
It's, it's so good. I fucking love Heather so much. I only Heather want good things. Is maybe as much as I love the other shows more, Heather is maybe the best housewife we've ever had because she's the only one that I could actually spend time with. Yeah, she's like grounded in reality. She's funny. She's relatable. She's so funny. She has she's a weird just, little cat. Yeah. <laughs> she's a fucking mess and I love her. And I only like I started you have to listen to Bitch Sesh because I'm Casey going Wilson to now. is on it. And you know, Casey Wilson is married to David Casp. Yep. And so he'll like occasionally walk through the background of that. Oh my so god. So it's a real happy endings fest. Yes. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I've now got this uh subscribed on my podcatcher of choice. It's which is right, Podcast Republic. I think the best, as much as I love Penny as the standalone character in Happy Endings, I think the best part of the show is Brad and Jane's relationship. That is they 100%. What, that's my first thing on what do you like about the series, Brad and Jane's relationship. Brad and Jane's relationship is like what grounds me. Like, yes, you can say this show is, it takes all the same archetypes of every sitcom of Friends, of How I Met Your Mother. We have like the wacky one, the couple that gets like fine we have like the crazy clean one obviously jane is monica but jane and brad together are the best tv couple they are so funny they love each other so much but they also lie to each other constantly it's great they are like they're real but they're surreal at the same time like it's yes they have these like real components to their relationship that are goals but then they do like the craziest most asinine shit that just makes you laugh and but it's grounded in like something that you would want for yourself i feel like that's what sets happy endings apart is that they are like a friends that goes another three steps into weirdness oh yeah and then it gets like so i Watched this the first time a few years ago. And then when quarantine first started, I decided to rewatch it because I was doing that like whole just watching TV all day, nothing else thing. Yeah. And so I think I got like halfway through season three for that. And then when we decided to do this, I started it over again and I watched all the way through. And I was, Emily, when I tell you I was prepared to come on here and talk a little to a lot of bit of shit about the show, I'm not even fucking with you. But then last night, I had an edible and I decided to watch season one in the intended order because this show was aired so far out of order. It's not even fucking funny. In fact, let me tell you how the first season should have aired. It should have been the pilot. So episode one, then episode 10, 11, 7, 2, 13, 6, 4, 3, 9, 8, 5, and then the real um, 12. Did you read their sick justification for it? Yeah, because they didn't want it to focus on Alex and Dave's relationship. But, like, it's so fucking choppy. It doesn't make any sense. It's frustrating. It's fucking dumb. All the characters, instead of having a progression to where, like, you follow, like, their zaniness or, like, why they're acting a certain way, it's it's just fucking bad. It's bad. Yeah. And then there's all the inconsistencies of, like, where Dave's living. And he goes all the way through ten episodes, and then all of a sudden, like... Dave's bitching about Alex and like their relationship and it's just fucking dumb. I can't believe they did that. No, I mean, but I will say them not wanting to focus on Dave and Dave and Alex is the weakest part of the series Mm -hmm. because Dave is the weakest part of the series. Sorry to jump ahead. I even rewatching. I was having so much fun rewatching it. I was laughing. I was enjoying myself. It's like just an easy half hour, like fun show. 
I hate Dave's face. I hate his goatee. I every time he came on screen. But to speak to the Brad and Jane of it all, because the relationships are the power of this show, when Dave is with other people, it's like I like them together besides Dave and Alex. But like when Dave and Max are hanging out, it's fun. Dave and Brad, like everybody pairs off totally differently and it works in every single iteration except for Dave and Alex. Exactly. That is the weakest pairing. I, so on the rewatch in the correct order, I was super irritated with Penny before because she's a la 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 lot. But then yeah. on the rewatch in the correct order, I actually found myself liking her because she was on my like can't stand like annoys the fuck out of me list. And she still is, but not because of how Casey's acting is. It's because that character I could not stand to be around. Like, Fit, yes, I feel like that that for me was Derek, her faux her oh gay friend, where I was like, that's kind of because Penny, they say like Max tells her like, Penny, you are our flamboyant gay friend yes and penny's level of it just hits the threshold of what i can stand and you go a little further into Derek, and i'm like okay i'm not interested no no i like i did like the other part well before i even get to that the writing on this show is so snappy like some of like especially max he gets some of the best lines to just like decimate people or like be selfish this I love Adam Pally so much and I loved him from Mindy Project before this and then in this he gets to shine a lot more and I just I love everything that Max does. Max. The writing is so good. I will say though on the rewatch I noticed everybody gets such great lines except Alex who literally will be like everybody else will say a joke and Alex will be like pickles sorry i just wanted to say a joke too and i was like what like so you didn't even write her a joke like poor because i think alicia cuthbert is talented and they just kind of they were like put our weakest writer on her and dave basically so like some of the stuff that bothered me especially in the third season i feel like in third the third season a lot of the characters became more cartoonish and kind of like leaned into a one dimensional side of their character rather than being well-rounded. Like Alex would have multiple dumb blonde moments that weren't even funny. It just made her look like she was actually like mentally handicapped. It was no longer like just being ditzy. It was just like, you're a dumb blonde. Yeah, I feel like so many shows do that, though. Like, even Friends or whatever, where suddenly you're like, what, can Joey not feed and clothe himself anymore? Like, like what, what happened? Are we doing? I mean, Parks and Rec, that happened to Chris Pratt, where by the end, he's like, oh, what's happening? And it's like, what are we doing? I, exactly. There was some, on This Is Important podcast, they talked about um, how it's hard for, or like you notice when, funny guys lose weight and become the hot guys. They're not as funny anymore. I was like, hmm, did that happen to Chris Pratt and Parks and Rec? Not (laughs) so funny anymore. Yeah. It was not good. Okay, so who are some of your favorite characters? We already kind of leaned into this a little bit. Jane is number, I was thinking about it. I was like, it's just, it has to be Jane. Like, number one, even without Brad, everything about Jane speaks to me. Everything she says is so funny. And then even like, and she makes all the characters better. Like an instance where Alex is kind of dumb, but it's funny is when Alex is trying to find a roommate and she picks a girl who seems nice. And Jane is so intense about it and realizes that the girl is live streaming them onto like a porn site where like, obviously, how could Alex have known that? But Jane knows because Jane knows everything. And like Jane is just 
when she teaches her what they're talking about the Kirkovich way where she tricks her husband oh my god into that's... thinking things haven't happened she backdates like receipts she puts a kernel of popcorn in his mouth so that he thinks they had movie night while he's sleeping it's so insane it's she, so insane she's an insane human being and i i did not like jane as a not even as a character she was just irritating as fuck to me on the first well i guess technically third rewatch but when i watched it again in order again she wasn't so annoying like the progression of her intensity and craziness was much more like i don't know even instead of it just being like she's I don't know, controlling and doesn't, and is drinking vodka as water all night. And then all of a sudden she's Kirkovich weighing people like, bitch, you are psycho. Right. But that's why her and Brad like bounty because Brad is so easygoing that when they're together and he loves her and they love each other so much. Like it's one of the few, like, yeah, they lie to each other. But other than the episode where it's all about how she insults him as a trophy wife, they really don't like put each other down. Like they're fully on each other's teams a hundred percent of the time. Absolutely. Which I think is nice. No, absolutely. I freaking, so I love some of the episodes. Well, like I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, so the characters that I love, Max and Brad, and then I really fucking like Scotty as like a secondary, like frequent returning character. He's fucking hilarious. The great, that's the other great thing about this show is Scotty is Seth Morris, who's like a big UCB guy. Matt Walsh, who's who's a co-founder of UCB with Amy Poehler, was the announcer in the Dodgeball episode. Matt Besser, who was a co-founder of UCB, was Lincoln in the costume episode where Max and Penny are the baby. <laughs> the like, they get all of these like UCB, Danielle Schneider is Matt Besser's wife, like, who was in the swinger episode, they get all of these little, all the little bit parts are played by these comedic gi- like giants and geniuses. So every part of it just like comes together so well. No, absolutely. I got, I love Megan Mullally as Penny's mom. Yeah. She's, but I love her in anything she does. She's a fucking treasure. Uh, and then who else? Oh, I had a whole list of like the different oh no wait that's a different show just kidding that was for veronica mars mm. the cars are rob cordry <gasps> yeah i am so attracted to rob cordry by the way not in this not as the cars are but in life so into him really <laughs> yeah really yeah, i love him okay i love him I mean, I love Pacey, so I guess I have no room to fucking judge. I think Pacey's a little more conventionally (laughs) (laughs) I'm very attracted to Rob Corddry, though, and liked I liked his and Jane's, like, interactions as maniacs. The cars are. He knows what cars are. (laughs) When he whispers to her what she's like, so what are cars? (laughs) And he just whispers to her, and she goes, oh, my God, like, I thought that, but wow. what this show is fucking weird like it's so funny they do some of the most crazy things like max fucking buys a 1987 fucking limousine (laughs) with his beanie baby money (laughs) well because of the bubble the bubble burst the beanie baby bubble it's just some of the (laughs) have you seen that picture that classic internet picture of divorce proceedings it's a real picture two people are in a courtroom on the floor wearing like a suit and like a nice skirt dividing their beanie babies Get in the front of a judge out. no because it was like 97 and they thought they were valuable and they're just dividing assets so in front of a judge they had to divide their beanie babies oh my god <laughs> this is america ladies and gentlemen 
It is. Yeah. I mean. Yikes. Oh. Fuck. Um, I did not like Alex when she was trying to do physical comedy, but I did love Alex and her fucking food addiction and obsession with ribs because I hard relate to that. It's fucking great. When Alex is given something to do, she can be very funny, but it just, she so often is just kind of like the leftover, they give her the leftover line, like where they, she doesn't have any development. I, I don't, how did she own a store? Although I do love the episode where she has t-shirts for babies. I was just watching that this morning. But the thing is, again, like the whole plot, like all the funny lines go to Penny with the, like, and then Jane. And then Alex is just kind of also there. Do you think that maybe it was like, you're just the token hot one. Like you don't have to do anything. Just stand there and look pretty. I guess. I mean, and she had like they she had the recognition she had been on 24, you know, like she had the name more so than probably the other women. Yeah. You know, Casey had a what one season of SNL. She was fired. She talks about that on her podcast. Oh, damn. Uh, And Eliza Coop, I mean, she later did benched with the guy from Better Off Ted that got one season. I didn't know that. I've never even heard of Benched. No, and they was, yeah, I was the only one watching it. <laughs> That's what happened to Benched, if anybody was wondering. Yeah. Fucking hell. So characters that I don't like, Dave is definitely on my list as well. And then Penny is on my list. Jane was on my list until my rewatch. I, I feel like I have more an appreci- of an appreciation for her now than I did. Yeah. And she's fucking great. She's an integral part of the cast. But, like, the shit she does, I'd be like, bitch, you need to chill. You are a lot. Yeah. And I totally get not liking Penny. I think a lot of my like for Penny comes from memories of watching the show and mm-hmm. just memories of amazing and just all, <laughs> like, the Penny bits were the bits that I remembered. So then on rewatch, I was, like, already kind of, and I just love Casey Wilson so much. But Dave, Dave is, like, the Ted Mosby like the Ross Geller, like the character that I never like on any show that he's on. He's the straight man and he's whiny and I'm not interested in his steak truck. No, I'm not interested in his V-necks either. Ugh! What the fuck? Put Brad in a V-neck. What are we doing here? Oh my God. So when they had fucking Brad's dad come and it was Damon Wayne Sr., I fucking like, I girl, I'm not girl, I geeked out. It was so it's- great. Damon Waynes Jr. is the hottest Waynes. No doubt. No doubt. I can't believe, like, it was between this and New Girl for him because he was he started on New Girl. Yep. Well, they didn't think that, I think it was Happy Endings they didn't think was going to get picked up. So then he started, right. was on New Girl for that first season and then Happy Endings got picked up. He pieced out and then when it got canceled, he popped back over to New Girl. I mean, New Girl, it worked out, like, as much as I loved him as coach, like, it worked out because Lamorne Morris was so great. So great. But, happy at it. God, Brad is so good. I can't, I can't stand anything Dave does. There's not a single episode where I like him. I never have sympathy for him. So, one thing that I noticed that irked me, and I actually, when I did the rewatch, I kept tally of it. Did you happen to get bothered by, or at least notice... They had Dave, like, hooking up with a new girl basically every other episode. But then Alex was basically celibate until she and Dave got back together. Like, what the fuck is that? Alex can't go get her some? 
Yeah, I think that that may have also been part of the problem because I feel like when Penny, I didn't like Nick Zano because when Penny dated people long term, it wasn't fun. When Penny had new random guys, it was fun. But when, because it was still like about Penny, but whenever Dave had new random girls, they would get so much screen time and then go away. And I was like, this was a waste for everyone. Absolutely. I will say though, in the pilot episode, everything was fucking perfect in regards to everybody's foibles. Like they had Dave hooking up with a stay grounded girl who ended up being in high school, but then they have like the whole fucking birthday dinner for Penny who brings the new guy. And Max is so excited to watch it fucking implode. And it's supposed to be like her 26th birthday and she's Jewish and uh, the whole fucking thing. It was one of the few episodes where you get the entire ensemble together for the whole episode. And I fucking loved it. It's so good. Yeah. And that's why it, it works when they're all together because it is like the relationships between them that make it funny. Yeah. So what are some of your favorite episodes? I think upon a rewatch, it's, I love, okay. When Penny goes to buy a car and Jane (laughs) insists on going with her because I like their dynamic. I like that they lean into how scary Jane is and Jane is saying like, oh, they're going to do they're going to turn off the AC. They're going to offer us a small amount of water and then cut to they're in a hot room and Jane is just doing push ups. <laughs> and I think that's so funny. I love that. And I love where Brad is her trophy wife and she's with the, all the guys like she wants to get into the boys club. So she starts complaining about how much her husband spends to fit in with them. And he shows up with a baby pig because here's the other thing I'll tell you about what I'm attracted to attracted to Brad as a screaming female trophy wife. <laughs> into it very into it I love because he even does it on new girl where he lets like a more effeminate side come out and he's just fun and playful and doesn't give a fuck what yeah. anybody thinks like this is just yes him being him and I love it. Yes, I he's him. I think that's what him and Jane are just so authentic. So anything that they're doing together, I love. The, I mean, I love the costume party just because it's so funny to see the Halloween where they're dressed up when Penny and Max are a baby. That is listed a, on my uh, thing. Yes, the baby. And then uh, and then he can't get his own food. And so like Penny's having to feed it to him because like he doesn't have yes. any arms. And then even the the finale, because number one, Stephanie March is their big sister, a.k.a. ADA Alexandra Cabot from Law & Order SVU, another of my favorite all-time shows, uh, like Out Jane's Jane. And I love – that was the one time where Alex really worked for me because basically her her even older sister is just like, you just keep – you're doing such a good job not doing anything. Like, here's a ring pop so that you have something shiny too. <laughs> and Alex is like, thanks. You like something about that dumb Alex worked for me. Like she's just throwing flowers in people's faces, and she's like, "I'm so good at this." <laughs> I just I loved that one, and I think again because everyone was there together. Yeah. Like we didn't have the the separations. Everyone was there together. Penny wants Jane's older sister to remember her so bad. So every few minutes she like pops up, and she's like. And the her sister's like, who are you? And she's like, you bought me my first tampon. <laughs> like, and she just doesn't know who she is. Like, when they are all in one space, I love it. Yeah, those are some of my favorite episodes, like, when they're all together as one. I had, um, obviously, the pilot's one of my favorite ones. And then in the second episode, watching it as the second episode, by the way, huge difference maker. 
But it's um, Dave and Max are together and they're fucking in the new apartment living together and they decide to get fucking shmammered and they're going to be more like Seagal and less like Zach Braff and go find the rollerblade guy and beat him up. And then, <laughs> their whole like getting hype or whatever. And like Dave, like they like high five and then Dave would smack him across the face. And Mac was like, I don't know why I like that. <laughs> fucking amazing. And then like they go to the guy's house and it's like he lives with his mom and he's like curled up and crying because Alex like broke his heart. And Max decides in the middle of this guy spewing about how like his dad left him. My- Max fucking hayukas him and punches him in the face. And then they get in this huge fucking fight and get their asses kicked. And all that anybody wants to do that episode is go home, be in their pajamas and watch The Bachelor. Right. That's the thing. Like Max always almost verges on like too much for me, but then he always he always pulls it out. Oh yeah, he just has some of the best freaking lines. Like there was some. Oh god damn it! I I should have written down examples, but like especially when he's roasting Penny, like he will always give her a fucking tell her exactly what, what time, time it is and what she's doing and how embarrassing it is. It's just so. But good. they still like love each other so much. They do. They're. I le- remembered liking the relationship between Max and Penny a hell of a lot when I like came back to this and it wasn't what I remembered because Penny annoyed me more now, but I still yeah. really like their interaction for the most part. Yeah. There was the, the hipster episode where he's trying to help her be a hipster and they're like trying on outfits. I always love an outfit montage. <laughs> and then he like puts on a song and is like, you can't dance. We can dance. And him and Alex are like dancing. And she's like, oh, I got it. Like that for me is prime Penny. And I think Max and her, because they're both so crazy, it makes her seem less crazy. So it kind of mutes it a little bit. So you're not like, what's she doing? Because they're doing it together. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I love the he like prods her all the time and just like like tortures her over seemingly fucking like I don't know he just finds ways to irritate her and to get her to be her most penny yeah (laughs) yeah what about when he had I was so disturbed by this when he goes to the hairdresser Chris John RuPaul and gets because he had gotten the same haircut as Dave and it was Disgusting. It was so bad. And they kept flipping it at the same time. Flipping it. That was so upsetting to it me. It was very disturbing. Like... <laughs> there was not. I need to finish rewatching this again because I feel like this time I have a different shift. And even though I just watched it like this past month, it's just I feel like season three was irritating the fuck out of me. Because of a lot of the different things the characters were doing were very inauthentic and over the top and very cartoonish. But yeah, it might just be because I was so irritated with how the progression was leading up into it. So if anybody is going to watch this, watch it in the correct order. Yeah. Google the correct order. Print it off. Hold it next to you and then refer to it. Oh, my God. It was so annoying because I like after every episode I had to escape and then like scroll back and forth, pull out my phone to see what episode was next. It was a fucking shit show. Hulu could have fucking fixed this for us, by the way. I know. Was it was it season three where she's with Nick Zano? I feel like that was a big problem with it was like to have her in this. Although another incredible episode that's timely was after they break up and she does her plague play and they sing what is it it's a pandemic of the heart (laughs) they sing that song and i was like i like penny being 
after a breakup. I don't like Penny in a relationship. So I liked the episode that they broke up. Um, they're doing like the whole couples night thing. And then Max brings Scotty as his person and they're fucking killing it because apparently Scotty stalks him. But that whole shit was amazing. He said, he's like, are you, are you stalking me, bro? And he's like, uh, we like to call ourselves obsessed Americans. It's like, oh my God, he is. But it's so, Scotty isn't even the guy that they found in their attic, like in their crawl space when there was that guy living in their crawl space. So they have a lot of people watching them. Yeah, that's super fucking creepy. What was the other one? Oh, at the end of one of the episodes, um, it was like this whole thing that happened at the beginning where Max and Brad were trying to debate over who has it harder, um, black people or gay people. And the end of the episode, it's like this cop, because like somebody had broken into Alex's store and the cop's like, how well do you know uh, this guy? And points to Brad. He's like, see, I told you it's way harder to be a black guy in America. Smell that? Racism. <laughs> that I just rewatched the gaysist episode. Oh, yeah. Where... They Brad just wants to hang out with black guys. Understandably, you know, he wants to do his own thing. And Max is so no wait, those are are those two separate yeah, because he he gets set up with Brad's only gay friend. No, it's two separate episodes. So the guy at work, like freaking Brad works with this guy at work and he's like, Oh, you're gay? You should meet my buddy Max and like sets him up and he's like the most fucking boring guy in the world. So boring. And then Brad has to admit he's like, I only set you up because you're both gay. He's like gay sis. Right. And he brings that old lady who sells Bibles or something. <laughs> and he's like, I thought you'd have a lot in common. Like, I feel like the show really did a pretty good job of, like, talking about race and just being really blunt about it. And Brad didn't, like, forgive anyone anything. But he was like, oh, that's either not cool or OK. Like, I feel I mean, it's not, you know, it still is mostly white people, yeah. but they they i liked how they did that for the most part so there was one line that fucking killed me they were talking about i think it was just a group of them and brad was talking about how he needed to have like a certain blanket because cotton chapes his nips and dave goes how dare you talk about the fabric of our lives that way and brad goes i think i've earned the right to talk about cotton any way i please he's like all right point awarded He does. Brad is just like very upfront. Like in, in the finale episode where he's so mad because the older Kirkovich sister is marrying a black guy and he's like, I made things easier for you. I'm the Jackie Robinson. <laughs> and then he tries to sabotage him because he has like conflicting feelings about it's like, you know, you should want other people's lives to be easier, but he had to go through so much. And he's fucking he's bitter. Mad. He's bitter, of course. Oh my God. One of my other favorite moments was, uh, it was the spring Smackdown episode and they were wanting to get Jane and Brad to fight because Brad will then take all the guys out for fucking steaks and strip clubs or whatever. And Max needs that because Max is in hibernation. Them showing yeah. Max doing all the bear-like things, like he's fucking eating honey out of a jar with his hand. At another <laughs> point, he's wearing like a little vest with no shirt on and riding a fucking unicycle with like a hat on. And then they give him a bucket to put on his head. Like, fucking amazing. I That's part of why the pandemic episode didn't really work is because Adam Paley was just like... Bear, like, his mic wasn't working. Like, he wasn't involved. Like, it was so... It was so weird, and I'm so mad that they have that, like, listed as, like, a canonical episode, along with, apparently, a lost episode they read at Vulture Fest, which had everybody split up. And I was like, no, 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 like, 
we're, that's not how I'm choosing to believe that the show, that things are continuing. No. No, I don't like any of that. I mean, there was like, I watched 15 minutes of the reunion pandemic thing and it was just super fucking annoying. Like it was like trying to watch an actual Zoom call instead of watching an episode of something. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't work. It, it just, because I think when they're all, they have to play off of the chemistry that they have. And when they're not together, you're not getting that. And everyone just independently talking does not make the show it work. It felt like everybody was trying to like take the spotlight. Like it wasn't an ensemble working together. It was, look at how funny I'm being. I have on all this stuff. Aren't I funny? Yes. Yes, 100%. Yeah. It, they, I don't know if that was scripted or not, but not great. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Did you watch? This is like a little off topic. They're the second Dave Cass show. Marry Me? Casey Wilson. I did. Yeah, I watched like Marino. the first. I remember watching maybe not the first full season, but definitely at least a handful of episodes. I was invested in that briefly. Yeah. I mean, I love Ken Marino, I do too. but again, like it, and it was good, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't happy. Ending. No. And there was a lot of, like, there was that one episode where uh, Casey Wilson and Ken Marino were dating and he's Dave's therapist. And then he tries to fucking bring her therapist out for a date. Like, yeah, fucking Dave is, there was one episode that I don't know if I would say I like David, but where his story was not bothersome. <laughs> it was the he was trying to create the authentic Thanksgiving because he's really latching onto the one sixteenth Navajo what? thing. <laughs> and then like his <laughs> the fucking pilgrim steal his car. He likes trades his jacket to um Captain Holt's husband Kevin for like a fucking cat hair covered blanket he's allergic to. Like the whole he got the true fucking Native American Thanksgiving. And that that they referred back when um he was talking to Penny, the, the the truck got stolen, and she's like, we should call the cops. And he's like, the cops only help white people. And she goes, what? And he goes, I'm 116th Navajo. <laughs> it's like, Dave. Dave is the worst. Uh, I did actually have the Brad as a trophy wife and his pet pig Carnitas listed as one of my favorite things. So, so good. good. Oh, oh, oh. The one episode where freaking they did an odd pairing where they paired up people that are very rarely paired up. So you had um, Alex and Brad were trying to like get to know each other and they like had nothing to talk about, but then ended up bonding over rom-coms. And then Max and Jane are competing for a cardigan by picking out horrible outfits for each other. And then freaking, oh, was that was the one with Dave and uh, Penny doing their shrink thing. But yeah. Right. Yeah. It was a different little mix up. It was kind of fun. And then you see like, different sides to people's personalities coming out because they're with somebody they're not normally with. Yeah, I feel like that was where it showed that they did have these kind of fleshed out characters that if you are watching in the order, there is growth and like you see new sides of them and it's not just the same like like one dimensional thing. Yeah, it's, I'm telling you, dude, the difference that was made, I don't know if it was the edible or if it was whatever, but it fucking, it worked. I was laughing so hard last night at stuff that I had just watched, like, within the last month. It was so good. Yeah. And I was just, like, sitting there. I was writing down, like, so many things, and my notes look insane because they're just, like, push-ups, cars are. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're just all the Kirkovich way, just, like, all made up 
stupid. Like when you think about the show as its pieces, it's so insane. It really is. It's and then there is the one episode where freaking Brad gets high on giggle gas and then basically calls everybody by their friend's counterpart, which was fucking great. Because it's so like it is that, but like that's okay. Yeah, I mean, there are very few original thoughts that are existing in our world today. Everything is a derivation of something else, and this just happens to fucking own it. Yeah, and then there's so they got so many good guest stars. Like in addition to UCB people, you look back and there's like there's a couple people that I knew that had one line. Like in the episode with the baby T-shirts. Um, a girl comes up to the counter and is just credited as teenager and is like, I want a shirt or whatever. And it's Jessica Roth Roth from ha- the star of Happy Death Day. And she's brunette and says one word like and you're like, oh, like, it's so weird to watch something from a decade ago, like a comedy because they have so many rotating cast members like the girl that Dave gets attached to that has the Nana that he goes to the funeral of, that he, like, can't escape, that's smothering her. Yeah. She's, like, the star of Cobra Kai now. That's Amanda? That is Amanda. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Who had the fedora. Yes. Yeah. So it's, like, to watch a sitcom, because sitcoms always have so many, like, revolving door of people. So to go back and watch a sitcom from 10 years ago and see, like, Madison from This Is Us has one line as a girl that Jane wanted to be the roommate of Alex. Like, it's so fun to, like, see people pass through. Dude, that's one of my favorite things about doing this podcast is getting to see people from before. Like, Max Greenberg is actually, he makes an appearance in the show as Ian the cop. Or no, is it Ian? Yeah, the guy that works at Nick's Coffee or owns Nick's Coffee that Max gets attached to. Wait, you know what else he's in, He's in Veronica Mars. I'm yes. watching that right now. He's also, I see him in a lot of shit that I watch. Like he's in an episode of the Mindy Project. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. And I just watched Promising Young Woman and he's in that. I love him. I love Schmidt. He's so great. I love, I loved Schmidt so much. But also I would kill Schmidt if yeah, I knew. Yeah, no. I, it, could you imagine if Schmidt and Jane ever met? Like, oh. I think, I think, yeah, they would kill each other. Like, Jane needs Brad. Although, the, okay, the episode where she, he finds out that she has a statue of him, Brad. Oh, yeah. And it just is like, I am wrong. I am wrong. <laughs> I am wrong. And she's just holding hands with it. Like, yeah, like, doesn't see a problem. She's holding hands with the statue and with real Brad and doesn't see a problem with it. And he's kind of like, ugh. Oh, my fucking Christ. Oh, <laughs> dude one of the freaking i never know this guy's name but he's the guy that was um dave's teacher that he insisted on calling him by his first name alan and he was supposed to make the slaw for him at the truckies i never know that guy's name but he's in literally everything his name is ron rob hubel rob hubel yes okay he's another big ucb guy Oh, okay yeah so like these guys are all like improv people like just funny and they're just all buds because, you know, state uh, Casey is from that world. And so it just is like it's that I think that's also why it works is they get so many comedic people, like not just actors, but comedians. Although when when Penny is casting her play with Pandemic of the Heart and she's like she's like looking at the options, she's like, I don't want comedians. I want actors. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's funny because 90 percent of the people cast on this are like comedic people, and not actors. Okay, so what are some of the things that you don't feel like worked on the show? 
I think the entirety of Dave and Alex did not work. Them getting just, back together was a huge mistake for the show. Huge mistake. They, they, I didn't understand why they were together in the first place. Like, it's, they should have stayed broken up. It didn't seem like they really liked each other. They were annoying together. I just didn't, I didn't like it at and all. And I didn't like. I was going to say, there's nobody grounded in that relationship. Like, they're both so fucking loopy and freaking daydreamy and basically they're going to buy a condo on mars with their entire life savings and they're just dumb but even then like at some point he says to alex he's like oh you're not as dumb as people think you are and i was like how dare you dave yeah right by the way when she stops watching reality tv y'all got threatened by how smart she was so yes can get fucked well, how, I yes. can only be a certain amount of smart and a certain amount of dumb to make you happy as my man. Get fucked, you absolute loser. Yeah, and the fact that Dave just immediately was sleeping with that 18-year-old. Immediately. I mean, I get it. She left I, him at the altar. Like, you kind of have, like, you'd have no room to judge as a person who left somebody at the altar who they date or sleep with after that. But, like, a high right. schooler? Bro. Well, and then the insanity of Alex being like, oh, I didn't do anything with him. I just left with him and then went on my, got these braids, <laughs> but I didn't do anything with him. And it's like, what are you talking? Like, you don't know how that comes across. It just, when they're together, it brings out like the worst. Same for Nick Zano when he's on and it just like, I don't want Penny in a relationship. I want her struggling. Well, because she's... I want her in her spinster apartment with 30 cats. She's such a fucking human disaster. And that every year is going to be the year of Penny, but it miraculous... Not miraculously. It inevitably <laughs> fucking implodes on her. Is just amazing. <laughs> I do love the year of Penny gag, though, and that they kept that up in the pandemic. Yeah. that was the one good thing i love her birthday curse that they keep trying to fucking break all of her birthdays are the absolute worst and then i think the season two on her birthday they're trying to find like a restaurant they can all go to and they go to the restaurant from the pilot episode and the fucking stay grounded chick is their waitress of course she is yes i i mean the other thing that i did not like that I don't like when anyone does it in anything is there's that episode where they kill the parrot. Oh, Tyler. Tyler. And then there's the episode where Alex has the snake named Tyler and she's feeding him peeps. And it's, and I'm just like, this is animal cruelty. Like I get that it's a sitcom. I get that it's a joke, but I always think about like the one dumb person that's watching it. That's like, I'll get a snake and feed it peeps. And I know that's an insane way to think, but I just, anytime, anytime anything has like an animal death, that's, caused by negligence i'm mad (laughs) and especially when it's played for laughs and i'm just like i don't even the episode i love that all the cats are in penny's apartment but i hated that she like shooed them all out and then later that guy's like you saw my cats you found or like in that earlier in that episode jane picks up the cat she's like oh i found your cat and she's snuggling she's like oh it's not yours ew and then she's like hi bubba throws it yeah well dexter just came in to fucking say that he is also against animal cruelty and to lay his head in my lap (laughs) Dexter. And he heard talking about cats and he, he was did. like, ah, hey. He did. He's my new-ish dog. He's my nephew son. We adopted him from my sister. When did you get him? When? Uh, earlier this month. So he came technically with the house. He was having a hard time adjusting to 
the new house. He's like 11 years old. And then they have a new baby too. And it was too much for him. So he came to live with us. And he is so cute. Oh, I love that he still is in his He's, house. That's so sweet well, that you guys So the him. other thing, this is like, oh, this is a little bit. I'm not going to tell the, the story in its entirety because it's too dark. But basically, I saved his life when he was a puppy. And I was the first human to ever pick him up. And so he and I have a special bond. Oh, that's so sweet. You're reunited. Yes. He's my bubba. That's so So that's sweet. a happy spin after an animal so, cruelty segment. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just, and it's like, I, I definitely picked it up from my mom because my mom will be like, I'm not watching that movie if, if an animal dies. It's like, you can't, like, I get it. Things happen. But I just was like, this show is so good in every other way besides Dave that like, why do we have to have them jokingly kill a parrot with fumes dude so dan already knows that i will not watch any movie that a dog dies in like he will have to look at does the dog die.com does the dog die.com yeah. it's, Im- it's important what? also that website will tell you about any other animal deaths if you're interested but it also does tell you so many yeah. other things that i'm like no i just want to see if the dog dies don't tell me everything yeah else. just uh, it's it's helpful sometimes but i can't yeah um Shit I didn't like about the show, freaking uh, Dave and Alex reuniting. And then when Penny was starting to get feelings for Dave, like that was fucking unbelievable. Ugh. Like who? No. Who, how do two of you want to have sex with him? They are no Joey and Rachel, which is a pairing I will stand by. <laughs> fucking, I tried to. You can't just. I tried to watch a couple episodes of Friends after I finished Happy Endings just for the comparison. But all that was on TBS was like a season nine, like couple episodes. Like, nah, man, I can't fuck with this. No, no. But they, yeah, it doesn't work. How could anyone be attracted to him? It's offensive. Agreed. That's some heavy acting involved. I can't. <laughs> there was an episode in season three that was bothering me. It was, it was bad pairing first of all because it was Jane. And Max and Derek trying to figure out which gay subculture Max belongs to. Oh. And then, like, fucking side note, wait, what the fuck was Jane wearing? She looks like a cross between a showgirl and a pink lady. And then <laughs> Brad and Dave are fucking installing some dimmer. And then Alex and Penny cause and profit from a celebrity scandal. Like, that whole fucking episode sucked. Yeah, Alex and Penny work much better for me when Jane is also there. Like, the three of them together works really well. Like, when she comes back, it is actually like their mom at the store. <laughs> you know, like, that works for me. But just Penny and Alex sometimes gets a little too, like, cuckoo. Yeah, I'll agree. There's some pairings, like, that don't go super well together. And I'm glad that they didn't do too many more of those. I mean, I felt every time somebody got stuck with Dave, I was like, sorry, man. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a Dave person, but I feel like I feel like I like him at some points more than I ever really like Penny. Penny just fucking annoys the shit out of me as a character. Yeah, but that's where I'm at. I get that. I get that. I was surprised that I let. Usually, I don't like the the super wacky one, so I was surprised. But I there's just something about her that wins me over. I think it's because she can also like she could sing. Like, she's just so, she's so big in everything that she's in that I'm just like, all right, like, this is what she plays. (laughs) She's just, she, well, she wasn't, well, I guess she was a little big because she, I told Dan, I was like, that's the fucking pregnant neighbor from Gone Girl. And he's like, oh, it is her. Yes. Yes. 
She was in a, an episode of Comedy Bang Bang, the TV show, where she sings a song about Cheez-Its. And I think it's a song from, like, Phantom of the Opera or Les Mis or something, but to the tune of that, but about Cheez-Its. And she's holding a box of Cheez-Its. And when I think of her, I just think of her cradling a box of Cheez-Its. I mean, she fucking goes for it. I'm not going to take that from her. I just, I don't know. Penny bothers me now more than she used to. I get, I get that. I get that. I just, on, I, I think because I was like skipping around too, I was like, I started with just like favorite episodes, then went back and watched more like to fill in the gaps and then went back. Like I went through just so out of order and I felt like in little pieces, Penny's fun, but I feel like I would be more annoyed by her if I was watching the growth of everyone and she was still just the same because she doesn't grow. I don't feel like very many of them grow at all. And I was conflicted because I was like, well, there's certain shows where like in Seinfeld where they're not intended to grow and they're just supposed to remain being these piece of shit people that we just happened to laugh at. And I was like, well, maybe that's the approach they were taking. But I just, it didn't work for me in the same way that a show like Seinfeld works. Like I needed some growth, some development, something to happen over the course of the three seasons, which I don't feel like happened. Right. It really is all standalones. But I, I mean, I will admit to you right now, I don't like Seinfeld. And this to me, I'm like, this is Seinfeld done right. (laughs) Like, well, you do host the Tasteless podcast, so. <laughs> I, that's true. But I hate a character like Kramer, but I could get behind a Penny. And maybe it's because she's a woman. And I'm like, go for it, Penny. I don't know. But and maybe why I give Alex more slack than Dave. But I'm just so sick of mediocre white men on TV. Dude, I agree. 100%. I will co-sign that bullshit. At one point, they say, like, Dave does something stupid. I think Penny says to him, like, you get into some weird stuff for a leading man type. And I was like, oh, my God, they think he's the leading man of this. Like, that's how it was pitched. Like, yeah. Ugh. I mean, it's the same thing as like Ross Geller is supposed to be the leading man or Ted Mosby. Like you said, those are all fucking duds that we're supposed to get. I mean, theoretically supposed to get behind. But like, no. no, no, you're there for everybody else to shine compared to. Yes, you're the baseline. You suck. Okay, so who, now this is just going to be like not even part of the regular Mang, Mary Kill. Mang, bang, bang, Mary Kill, Ross Geller, Ted Mosby, or Dave? Oh my God. I know, that's a fucking rough one. I think I have to marry Ross because his sister is Monica, but also he like, at least he's passionate about something. I would love to hear about his paleontology stuff. Did you see the news that they found a fully preserved dinosaur butthole? Oh, wait. How would you preserve a dinosaur butthole? I think it must just be the chunk of skin around the butthole. I don't know, but they found a preserved dinosaur butthole. Would love to talk to Ross about that. <laughs> like, he's the least, like, he drives me nuts, but he's sometimes funny. Um... I think I would have to bang Dave because he's just like inoffensive. Like he's just there. And I have to kill Ted because I hate Ted's guts. I think Ted is the scum of the earth. I I think that's the correct choices. (laughs) I think I agree with all three of those. So yeah, that's a fucking, that's a fucking shitty selection though. It's a bad, I mean, but it's like Ross had his moments where he was very funny and where he, he shined. 
Dave is sometimes fine when he's just there. Ted, there was never a moment where I liked never. Ted. Never a single moment. And could you imagine having to sit there and listen to those stories from him that take nine seasons? Like his horrible stories. And then at the end, he's like, my my wife's dead or whatever. And you're like, what? I don't even remember. I just remember I hated yeah, it. That was a fucking shitty finale. I was like, we took all and this I long. think that's a show... I bet it doesn't hold. I remember thinking Barney was so funny. I think if I watched it now, I would be disgusted by Barney. The last time I watched it was for this podcast. It was at least three years ago. And I still liked Barney. However, the fucking climate of everything is changing, especially now, very rapidly. And shit that was funny that we could laugh at then. Even some of the jokes in the show did not fucking hold up very well. Yes, there. Yeah, there were a few things where I was like, oh, 10 years ago. The things we used to do. Can I say, I am so impressed that you go back and, like, watch, like, some of the shows you've done on here are a lot of seasons. And you are, like, when you, when we were talking about doing this, I was like, okay, so she has to watch the whole show. I need to pick shows that are, like, a couple seasons, right? That are, like, just favorites that haven't been covered, but also, like, that are, but you go back and you watch, like, all of 30 yeah. Rock. Like, that is such <laughs> and a then commitment. And I love and that. And rewatch, like, all of the first season and, like, half of the second and yeah. third season. Yeah. Yes, I was listening to 30 Rock episode. I was like, oh, my God, the commitment. I love well, it. Well, I fucking love TV. So this is not a chore for me. If I get stuck on a bad show, like, that fucking sucks. But I try to avoid that. But then there's times like where I'll right. watch something for the first time, like with Veronica Mars, I'm like, I'm just, I wanted to watch it for a while. Let's just fucking do it. So. Right. It gives you a reason. I have a hard time. I haven't started a new show in a while because I have a hard, I know I would love Killing Eve, but I'm just like, and then I got to sit down and I got to watch it. And then I got to stop after a couple episodes to go to bed. And then I got to start it again. Like, it's so like, it's so nebulous. Like, I need a finite, like one movie. It's two hours. I watch movies with Dan. I usually the only movies I will watch will be for his podcast, but like, or if there's a movie on TV, like sister act was on TV the other day and I was watching that shit. Cause sister act is great. But like, I really fucking love watching TV and having like a lot in front of me makes me happy. Cause I can like tuck in with some favorite characters and it feels like I'm with family or with like, you know, people that I care about. And even if they're not real, it doesn't matter. But I, I used to have that. And now for the last couple of years, I think probably since I started doing a movie podcast where every week I have to watch a movie I don't like. I'm just like, this is my I can't. No, dude, I get that. I can't. I watch a lot of movies I don't like, but I like the fact that it's not me choosing it. So at least it kind of like I, I feel more like I'm locked in. And if I don't have a choice, it makes me less upset about it. Yes, totally. I, I get don't know. that. For some, for some reason that works but killing eve is very good i've watched the first two seasons but then i haven't watched the new season yet i just i'm not ready to start another show i have a lot that's i know i would love it but i also like when you know you want to watch a show and then more seasons come out and then as the seasons come out people are like oh it's getting bad and i'm like i already know it's getting bad and i haven't even started yeah. it ah well see i have to wait on dan for a lot of shows like i wanted to start watching the boys so we finally started and watched the first two maybe three episodes two weekends ago but then he's a stubborn motherfucker so if i say hey can we we can watch letter kenny we can watch the boys if i suggest watching something he won't want to watch it because I want to watch it. So I have to stop asking to watch things for him to want to watch them. I need to watch The Boys, too. That's another one where I'm like, I bet if I started it, I would love it. But I'd have to start it. It's That's why I was so happy to just like 
I was like, I'll just put on. That's why I went like in happy endings. I was like, I'm not going to go in order because then it's like I have to watch it. But then as I started skipping through, I went back through to catch more and, and just wound up watching just all of them just out of order. Well, that's how they intended it with ABC. So get fucked. Okay, before we go to Mangberry, why can't I say that? <laughs> Mary Bang Kill. <laughs> Barry Mang Kill. I don't know what is wrong with me. I just want to quick go over how bad ABC fucked over the show. So yeah. in the first season, they had they had it premiere at like 9.30, but then it had a regular 10 p.m. time slot, which is a fucking death knell time slot anyways. That's bedtime. Exactly. Like, who the fuck is watching shit at 10 p.m.? Never mind Salt Lake's apartment. Housewives of Salt Lake City. My God. I watched that the next day. Exactly. I recorded it. I'm not fucking with that shit. <laughs> so then they moved it to 930 for the second season. But even though they approved it for like a 22 episode season, they stopped it after the 21st episode and aired the kickball episode at season three, like somewhere through that. And then during season three, they changed the fucking time and the day that it aired five times during the season. So it's just like, they never gave it a fucking shot. And then they, they no, blamed low that- ratings for the fucking thing. They even preempted the finale for season three for like four weeks. And it finally aired like way later than it was supposed to. Yeah. I, I don't. How are you supposed to find it? Like, what are you supposed to do? The only the only one that's worse than that is the show Wonderfalls, which I think had 13 total episodes. They aired three of them on different days and nights every time. I mean, different days and times every time and then said no one's watching didn't air the other like nine. Uh, like they gave it three each one on a different. I remember every week I would have to be like, where is it? When's it coming? What day? Like do a scavenger hunt. I feel like happy endings. I started a little later and so I already kind of had some to mm-hmm. watch. So I wasn't like aware that when it was actually airing, it was like shuffling because I just watched it later yeah i got to it well after it had already aired but then i watched it all out of order because that's just how it was and i didn't know until i did my research for this how badly it was super fucked up i watched it all on hulu with ads i have the blu-rays oh no (laughs) i just realized because i was just like i should look at the blu-rays and see if they put them in the correct order but I watch. Why did I watch them all with ads? I don't know. What was, what was I doing? You're not used to watching TV. Oh it's my, okay. Oh my god! I have the full series on Blu-ray. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> You're a disaster. <laughs> I'm gonna look and see if they're in order I hope because so. it just it's insane. It's like when you get a show and it comes out later and it doesn't have any of the original music because they couldn't get the rights to it. And you're like, what are we doing here? Dude, Supernatural season one, they couldn't get the rights to any music. So it's all just like fucking shitty rock. Like, oh, it's so bad. I heard Freaks and Geeks, I think, is finally going to be streaming because they finally got the rights. to, And that's what, like 12 episodes, 16 episodes that they finally got the rights to. So it's it's insane they don't want them to succeed no firefly also got shit on in terms of like episode order like they really fucked that one up too fox was the worst about that fox really fox was wonderfalls too where they only aired three like fox was like here's one episode good luck idiot well also oh i forgot to even mention don't trust the bee was airing alongside season two was airing alongside of season three of happy endings and they fucked up don't trust the bee as well 
that I think I also watched later and immediately fell in love with, but I think I watched it on Hulu yeah. or Netflix or something. I watched it on Hulu. In fact, I'm going to be watching it again because I fucking love Don't Trust the Bee. It's so good. It's so good. Okay, Emily, before we get to okay. marry, bang, kill, is there anything <laughs> else that you would like to say about happy endings? I mean, we really ran the gamut. I feel like we covered it. I will say it's a hard show to... I thought it was so brilliant and I told a friend to watch it and then she the first episode was like this sucks and I was like oh no (laughs) like I I think it's not an immediate winner for some people but people that like sitcoms I feel like it's such a fun next step. I absolutely agree. I think the pilot episode is fucking great. I'm not even gonna front like the pilot is really really good and it kind of gives you a taste of what you're in for. So yeah if you don't like the pilot Maybe you won't like the show, so don't watch anymore. But also, like, what are you expecting from a 30-minute show? It's a freaking, it is exactly what you would expect from a sitcom. It delivers on all cylinders. The writing's really good. There's some great characters to get behind. There's people that you can talk some shit about. There's pretty people to look at. It's great. It really is, like, the of its time sitcom like it wasn't ahead of its time the way that don't trust the bee is i think it was perfect for like it was the next incarnation of a friends like it was a friends with some wackiness with some surrealism and i it's like it's so easy to just put on and laugh just enjoy your life i'm mad about the person that texted me and said they hated it i said do you hate fun and she was like yeah well, i was like okay i guess we're not friends anymore you should have told her she's the Dave of the group. <laughs> she just, I gave her Better Off Ted to watch next. And we'll oh, see if Better that, Off Ted is fucking great. If she doesn't like that, she's just wrong. I can see somebody not liking happy endings. If you don't like Better Off Ted, you're wrong and you're an idiot. And I'll fight so you. So my sister and I could not be more different in our TV viewing habits. She is a huge fan of like the dramas and the procedurals and that kind of shit. Whereas I am like very happy in my little sitcom world like sitcom is my go-to happy place and i of course like other shows my god dan is pulling a full-on brad walking around with no pants on right now (laughs) (laughs) but like that's what i like to do i like to like i feel like that's more of like an environment or like a thing where i feel very close to the characters where i feel like they're part of my family and i feel very like attached to them and that's what I get out of sitcoms yeah. more than any other type of show. Yes. It's just, it's nice. It's something you could just put on. Like, I wish it had gone into syndication. I Imagine how great it would be to just catch a happy endings halfway through on, like, TBS. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the best way to watch, like, Friends or something. Like, a sitcom shouldn't need to be appointment TV. Like, you should be able to pop in, pop yeah. out. Like, I... I still, if I'm scrolling through TV, if I see The Office or Parks and Rec or like shit like that, I will still pop over and see what episode it is and like start watching if it's not on commercial. Yes. I I feel like Happy Endings would do really well with that. It would. I think it would really get like a good, but what, you have to hit 100 episodes or something to go into syndication? Yeah, they don't have that at all. Oh, well. Okay, Emily, who would you like to marry, bang, and kill from the cast of Happy Endings? I thought about this extensively, okay, because I would like to marry Jane because I need her to take care of me. I need someone to help me make better life choices. I burned 
pizza rolls the other night and it set off my smoke alarm. I need Jane, okay? Jane wouldn't let that happen, okay? I need that. Uh, I think she's so funny. I think she's so into, like, I need a boss. I need a parent, basically. See, I'm more like a Jane. Like, when I come in, I have to, like, tidy up things if they're not a certain way. Even if I've worked an 11-hour day, I'm, like, adjusting the pillows. I'm, like, setting the rugs straight. Like, shit like that. I'm... I need that. I live in filth. (laughs) So what you're saying is you would like to propose to me. (laughs) Yes, please help me. Please take care of me. I would love to be Jane's trophy wife. I would have to bang Brad. Brad is gorgeous. He's so funny. Damon K. Waynes is just, he's so good looking. (laughs) And he's so funny. And I just love him. And I would kill Dave because we don't need him. And I think it would bring everyone else closer together. I agree. Oh, my God. We forgot to mention now that I'm we'll get to it when I mention mine. But we forgot something that's very funny. OK, so I'm going to marry Brad oh. because I'm already Janish. And like you said, You're he's Jane. gorgeous. He's funny. He's fucking he wants to sit in the couch and eat Thai food and watch The Bachelor. If he changes it to Real Housewives, yes. I'm in. I got you. Um, I'm going to bang either Alex because she's super hot. Or Chase, played by Mark Paul Gossler. I forgot to mention that fucking shit. Yes. That was amazing. To have Mark Paul Gossler as like a two different episode cameo as Max's roommate, who then they inadvertently destroy his life and now he's going to destroy Max. Like, that's fucking great. He is someone who aged so well. Chef's kiss. Yes. He's gorgeous. I would still have his poster on my wall. And then I'm going to kill Penny. I... It is no longer Ooh. the year of Penny. All right. It is the year <laughs> it is the year of Ashley. And she's going down. Fair. Fair. Although I will I will keep her mom. I love fucking Megan Mullally. She can she can hang out. She can yeah. come in. That's it. All right, Emily, we did it. You made your first guest appearance on Rabbit Ears. What a dream. This is so fun. I've truly, I've been looking forward to this. I've been so excited. I've been re-listening to your episodes. I was like, I got to make sure that I'm like, that I know what's going on. That I'm like, cool. You are cool. And there's never any accounting for what's going to happen on the show because it just fucking happens. It's a fucking wild west of podcasts. I also love your pairings. Like, I like that you had Paul and Wayne on separate episodes. (laughs) I'm going to get them on at some point in the future. First of all, though, it is a fucking undertaking to have people who, like, when I had Dan and Caleb on for BoJack, the two of them are used to, like, their interactions, and Dan has to be the straight man. But when I was hosting, I had to be the straight man, and the two of them just went fucking bonkers. So I... I have to prepare myself mentally for the two of them together because it's it's going to be a lot of energy. I mean, I don't know how you do it. I specifically started my podcast with no guests so that I would not have to talk to or rely on anyone else. So it's always such a treat when I get to talk to another human being. Yay. Well, today has been a super treat. I fucking love that you and I finally got our one-on-one. It's yes. so good. And that you're going to – I'm going to move in yeah. over there. And you're going to take I'm care gonna of take me. I'm going to take care of you. Is Dexter cool Dexter with cats? Dexter and Anyang both said that you are more than welcome. Okay. My cat's kind of mean, but we'll work Dan's on a cat it. person. We can just put Dan and the cat together. And then you and me and the dogs perfect. and then the cat can come in occasionally. It's perfect. Perfect. I love it. Well, Emily, I love you. <laughs> this has been fucking awesome. Tell everybody about your podcast and what you do and where they can find you. 
Yes, I do a podcast called Tasteless where I have more opinions that are wrong, according to most people. I compare two movies based on a theme. Like, I say that Troop Beverly Hills is a better tale of survival than The Revenant. <laughs> um, you know, I say Striptease has better parenting than Mrs. Doubtfire, etc. And then occasionally I interview people for the Strong Female Leads bonus series uh, where I'm been i'm gonna harass casey wilson and see if i can get her on but we'll see i mean it's never gonna happen but i'll continue dude it can happen i will i will help you harass her fingers crossed we'll use the bravo as an n i andy cohen has read and responded to at least one of my dms that i sent him so like there is an n i know super famous now you're gonna love bitch session i no dude i know i will do you ever listen to danny pellegrino I have, but I, I stopped. I was just like, I, because I don't watch so many of the shows. I only watch yeah. a few of them. Do that make sense? And I don't always know what's going on. I tried a couple episodes of Brandy Glanville's Ooh, podcast. I can't. Just to see what she was saying about Denise. Team Denise. Absolutely, by the way. Team Denise. To... That was some fucking fucked up shit. Oh, also, Lisa Rinna and Harry Hamlin are on Veronica Mars. That was fucking trippy. Yes. That's where I first knew them from. That was weird. It's Veronica Mars. Oh my God. Wait. Yes, you're experiencing. Oh, your Veronica Mars episode is going to be so good. I'm so excited <laughs> to listen to that one because that's going to be fun. Are you going to watch? You're going to watch all the seasons and the, the fourth season and the movie? Yes. All of it. I will say the movie has, well, the show, I don't know if you, do you know who from Don't Trust the I Bees don't know. Well, I looked, I okay. saw Kristen Ritter because I scrolled through the IMDb, yes. so I know she's on it. Also, Zachary Taylor Thomas, or no, Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Zachary <laughs> Ty Bryan are both in um, Veronica Mars. They're, they're both home improvement boys. You're going to, oh, it's going to be so good. You're going to love it until you get to the latest Hulu season. And then, you know, I'll want to. We'll see. Oh, my gosh. So I'm almost done with season one now. After we get off, I'm going to uh, smoke a bowl and watch the newest episode that's in my queue. So I'm so excited. What a perfect day. I know, right? And this is my first day of the weekend. I have a three-day weekend hanging out with the dogs. I have a three-day weekend every weekend. My job is amazing. What? Yeah. I work. I got a job after in October. They sent unemployment, sent me a thing saying basically like you have to find a new job. We can't. We're not doing unemployment anymore. So I got like the first job I even applied for. So I'm working at a high end salon still in Carborough, which is like this happy little town of like decent people that are fucking liberal and compassionate and understanding. And they pay me well. And I only work. I work a half day on Tuesday and Friday an 11 hour day Wednesday, a nine hour day Thursday, and then off Saturday, Sunday, Monday every week. This will be great for when I move in. Yeah, it's perfect. I love it. <laughs> All right, guys. You guys have a great month. And remember, new episodes will be dropping the last Friday of every month. And then look out for our Veronica Mars episode in February. That's it. Later, peoples. something about my life maybe give me insight between black and white and the best thing you ever done for me used to help me take my life less seriously it's only life after all yeah well darkness has a hunger that's insatiable 
Sir. 